Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Power Sports Memorabilia Show. I am your host, Matt Powers. Thank you again for joining me. Please visit the website, powersportsmemorabilia.com. Also give me a follow over there on Instagram, at Powers Autographs. Well, it's hard to believe that I've been selling autographs for almost 20 years now. And in that time frame, I have seen collectors make a lot of mistakes. And that's what this video is all about, are the 10 mistakes that you should avoid as an autograph collector. So let's go ahead and jump on into this list here. Number 10, collecting items that you don't personally like. Now I get it, it's, it's real easy to get caught up in the hype train on certain guys or what your buddy's buying or what some YouTube person says or what some Instagram person says, okay? But at the end of the day, you have to live with that item. So before you buy any item, make sure you take a big deep breath. <sighs> and ask yourself, why are you buying this item? Are you buying it because you like it? Or are you buying it because your buddy likes it? Or are you buying it because you don't want to miss the hype train on a certain guy? Ask yourself that honest question on why you are buying that particular item. And we're only buying an item for really one of two reasons, okay? Number one, we like it and we want to keep it in our collection. Or two, you know, we like it and we potentially want to sell it down the road. I'm obviously run a business here, so I can't buy everything that I like and hope that everybody else is gonna like it. I have to have a little bit of variety there, but I almost never buy an item if I don't look at the item and say, wow, that is cool. I know somebody else is gonna like that. And you should do the same thing for your collection. You look at it, you should probably know in the first two or three seconds of looking at an item if you wanna have in your collection. If you get really excited about it, it's probably an item that you should be considering. You know, if you're looking at an item for 10, 15 seconds, one, two days, you know, it's probably not an item you're going to be interested in. So just something to keep in mind, always buy items that you personally like. Uh, number nine here are, is buying too big of things. When you first get started uh, collecting autographs, it's very easy to try to go out and buy jerseys and buy full-size helmets and all these big bulky things, right? Well, I would suggest not doing that when you're first starting off, because number one, you probably don't have a good grasp on things that you actually like. So there's no point in going out and buying expensive, bulky items that are gonna take up a lot of space uh, in your man cave or wherever you're displaying these things when you don't really have a full understanding of what you like. Buying smaller items like baseballs, mini helmets, photos, they tend to be the cheaper, less expensive items. They don't take up a lot of space. And if you make a mistake, it's a lot easier to sell one of those, those items than if you've got a big bulky framed jersey. So a lot of us, when we start off autograph collecting, we've only got maybe a couple hundred bucks or so. We're starting off with maybe $1,000. So I would suggest buying the small, cheaper items. You can buy more of it, and it's just easier to display. It doesn't take up a lot of room. Number eight on this list here, and this is a big one. I've seen a lot of people do this and get in some big trouble doing this. <sighs> going into debt to buy autographs okay this may seem like a no-brainer here but please don't go into debt to buy autographs you don't need this stuff that bad this stuff should be a blessing not a curse you should be able to look at that autograph and be like you know i own that it doesn't own me so you know we don't need any of this stuff now after all of our bills are taken care of and all of our families taken care of all of our you know, responsibilities. If we've got money left over and we're gonna go buy autographs, then by all means, please do that or do whatever else you wanna do with it. But please don't go into debt for this stuff. You don't need it that bad. Uh, number seven here, and this is a big pet peeve of mine, big one. 
buying knockoff or, or, you know, custom jerseys. And, you know, yes, these are offered every single wear, especially those custom jerseys for football players. And I get why people are doing it. They want to save money. They maybe they don't care about the quality that much. By the time you frame it, it doesn't really make that much of a difference. Uh, but think about it this way. You know, the, the average licensed jersey is probably about 150 bucks. And if you're going to go out and buy one of those customer knockoff jerseys that cost about 30 bucks, you know, you're saving $120, which is a big chunk of change. Not going to be downplaying that, okay? But if you own that jersey for 12 years, which is, you know, that that's, seems to be pretty reasonable, that's only $10 a year. It's really not that much to have, you know, the best of the best, a nice, high-quality jersey that you can be absolutely proud of and get the real deal, you know? When you start your autograph collection, you need to make a decision kind of right off the bat. You know, how am I going to do things? Am I going to do things the right way? Am I going to do things, you know, the kind of half-ass way? You want to be doing things the right way right off the bat. And that means getting the highest quality stuff that you can afford. And there are a bunch of different levels of officially licensed jerseys. You don't have to get the high cream of the cream, you know, top of the top ones. But I would always suggest getting officially licensed jerseys when possible. Number six is overpaying for framing. Boy, framing has gotten real cheap over the years. I remember when I was uh, about 20 years ago, I was working for a framing company and we sold a really nice jersey framing with acid-free matting, uh, real wood. We would do suede matting. It looked really, really nice. It was like $500 to $600. <laughs> like, it was really expensive. Nowadays, you can get a frame jersey shipped to your door for like 300 bucks. Like, it's just crazy how much framing has dropped. Now, listen, those type of jerseys typically aren't going to have real wood or acid-free matting or UV glass. So they're going to have some little, you know, some downgrades from that particular example I was giving you. But you can get a nice quality jersey there framed up for a couple hundred bucks. Hobby Lobby sells some great uh, frames for photos. You can get those for 25, 30 bucks, even less than that, depending on how, how high quality you absolutely need. So don't overpay for framing. Save your money for the autographs there and get the framing when you have some extra cash left over and you want to put something together and maybe put it on your wall. But again, I would be saving your money and using those for autographs and putting the least amount of money you can towards your framing. And number five, and another big one here, I feel like I'm saying that for every single one here, but buying from people you don't know. When you first come into the autograph hobby, it, obviously you probably don't know very many dealers. You don't know who buys the stuff, who's legitimate, who's not. So before you start buying everything, let's go back to the first example here. <sighs> let's take a deep breath, slow down. And ask people questions, people who maybe uh, you do know in the hobby. Hey, you know, who are some good people to buy from? Um, and take your time. Maybe join some Facebook groups, see where they're buying from, do some research online. There's really no rush to get into the autograph game, okay? Uh, the guys that are obviously are living here are doing signings fairly re uh, frequently. You may miss the boat on a couple guys, but I'd rather have you miss the boat on someone than make a mistake. So always buy from people that you know and trust. And, you know, people you're buying from, especially businesses, you know, they should have an email, a phone number, a social. They should have an address. You know, all this stuff that kind of checks the boxes there. If you're buying from someone and all they've got is this, is this conversion form on their website, you have no phone number, no address, no email address, this this conversion form, that's a big red flag. You know, So, again, buy from people you know and always ask questions before you buy the item not after you buy the item. Okay, get your questions answered, make sure you feel comfortable with the purchase, and then go through with the purchase at that particular time. 
Uh, number four is uh, displaying items incorrectly. Okay, I can't tell you how many times people have had a item that was you know nicely signed and it just faded over the last couple of years. And they did this for a couple of different reasons. Number one, they didn't put it behind UV protected glass. That's not the end all be all for everything, but it's an important step. Probably another more important step is to have your items not in direct sunlight and really any sunlight at all. Okay, sunlight is the enemy of autographs. You don't want to be doing that. Okay, so make sure you guys keep them out of sunlight and behind UV protected glass whenever you can. Number three is paying for items through PayPal, friends and family, and Venmo. Oh man, I've seen so many people get burned this way. And I don't know if you feel bad for the person, but it's just like, why did you just send a thousand dollars to someone you don't know? Like you have no recourse right now. So always pay with a method where you have some sort of recourse of action should your item not get delivered, should you have a problem with it. You know, most people are, you know, are, are good people, but there's some scumbags out there, okay? So don't pay PayPal friends and family or Venmo unless you absolutely know that person, you trust that person, then that's your own own deal there. But if you're making a deal with someone for the first time, always do with, you know, PayPal goods and service, pay with your debit card, you know, however you have some sort of recourse in case you've got a problem with that order. All right, and number two on this list here is afraid to collect something different. It's always hard to collect something different when you're spending your own money on certain stuff. But always try some new things. You'd be surprised at what you might not, might like. I'll give you an example: is getting uh, non-baseball players on a uh, baseballs. Okay, so having like a celebrity autograph a baseball, or having a football player autograph a baseball. That's just one example how people kind of branch out. They like to collect autograph baseballs, and maybe they're kind of afraid to add a non-baseball player to it. Go ahead and try one out. You never know uh, if you might like that item. Another way to actually branch out and do something different is with custom framing nowadays. Like I said, custom framing is so cheap that you can do uniquely piece, uh, unique pieces that are 100% absolutely cool just for you. Nobody else has it. And that is an excellent way to uh, branch out and do something different is with these custom framing you can do with different eight by tens and plaques and matting and all that kind of stuff. There's just a bunch of different stuff. So don't be afraid to try something. The worst thing that's happened is you're out a couple bucks and you don't like the item, you can sell it or do whatever it is you want, you, you want to do with it. But again, don't be afraid to try it. And number one, and another big one here, and I've talked about this a couple times on the show, is uh, under-insuring your autographs for not having any insurance at all. Insurance is really, really cheap for collectibles. If something happens, you know, you're going to be kicking yourself that you didn't actually, you know, do something to take care of your collection. Imagine, you, you know, you, you spend all these years and money and all this kind of stuff building up this collection and all of a sudden a tornado comes through or you have a flood or somebody breaks in your house and you're just going to be kicking yourself there, okay? So make sure you do a couple things. Number one is get an itemized list of the items that you actually have in your collection. And then number two is get a proper appraisal. I did an interview with Michael over at Baseball in the Attic. You can go to his website. He's an, the official appraiser for PSA. So you can get an appraiser letter from him. Your insurance company will uh, will accept that. So that's very big because you don't want the insurance not having any proper documentation as far as what you have and the value of it, okay? So you wanna make sure you get those two pieces of, of documentation and Michael can help you do that over at Baseball in the Attic, all right? So hopefully this list helps you guys out. Again, try to avoid these 10 mistakes here. 
I can see a lot of collectors keep making these, so that's the point of this video. Hopefully this helps you guys avoid a lot of pain and misery that some other people had to uh, had to endure. So again, thanks again for watching. I always appreciate it. Visit the website, powersportsmemorabilia.com. Also give me a follow over there on Instagram, at Powers Autographs. And I will see you on the next episode.